Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great, wonderful day. Um, if you're kind of wondering where the episodes have been, yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm just going to be up front. I've been exhausted lately. Uh, today, as I'm recording this, I turned in my 26-page paper <laughs> on basically teaching that will hopefully get me certified. Um, uh, let's hope I didn't fail. Um, if I failed, it'll be sad, sad. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what I've been focusing a lot of my time on, has been finishing that paper, getting it submitted, that whole nine yards. Um, yeah, so I didn't really do a post-match reactions to Indy, which I kind of hated, but there was also... I wasn't sure what to do for it because the match itself was kind of boring. Um, not boring in the sense of there wasn't much to talk about because that first half was incredible. Um, between Enzo's goal, jumping over the uh, ad board, um, going berserk with fans, Prosper's goal, peppering the goal. Uh, Sean Lewis had probably one of the best saves of the year and wasn't even nominated for save of the week. Weird. Um, MVO having an incredible save, and then, you know, <laughs> the two-piece and a biscuit from Neville Hackshaw, and then <laughs> Alex Cronali was one of the best flops I've ever seen. Um, look, it was an exciting half, but it wasn't really something worth talking about. The emotions after the match were important, but to me, I felt like the article did that justice. So I kind of wanted to wait a little bit. I wanted uh, to see what was going to happen. And we found out that Pittsburgh was going to be our next opponent. And this is also an interesting one for me. Because how do I break this one down? I recently broke this one down. Um, look, Forbes is a great player. They have Dane Kelly who is on the bench for them. Uh, who should be starting, to be honest. The all-time USL leading goal scorer. And every time he's played, he's looked good. Um, that said, there's just a lot to be desired with this Pittsburgh team. Uh, this is a team that Legion should be taking very seriously, obviously. Um, this is our first ever home playoff game because of them. I mean, if you're a Legion player, please don't go to Halloween parties. <laughs> um, yeah, look, before I get too far into it and kind of do a pre-match preview, plus... We're going to be doing a little bit of a playoffs preview where I give my full predictions of the playoffs. Um, and then we will also be talking a little bit about how my uh, predictions versus reality went, my predictions that I did preseason, and how those ended up turning out, which, to be honest, uh, mostly pretty good. Spoiler. Um... I don't know. There's a lot here in this episode. I'm kind of going to try to make it up to you guys <laughs> for for missing that episode or missing the initial episode. Um, right now, I am currently recording in the back parking lot of Good People Brewing, um, which has been which is interesting because there are people walking by, and I am just recording. So they're probably like, "What is this guy doing?" Um, don't worry about it. I'm recording, people. Um, if people at Good People want to sponsor the show, hey, that'd be awesome. Let me record back here. Just, just hey, 
give me a parking space. This will be my, become my designated uh, recording spot. It'll be awesome. You'll love it. I'll love it. Um, I don't even have to take up the bar room. I can just record from my truck. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> still technically looking for that first sponsor of the show. Um, I also want to give a shout out to someone who's local. You guys know me. I'm on all about local, and this is not a sponsorship. But I went to the uh, I went to Fade's Parlor uh, earlier today, which if you don't know, I think his name is uh, Beham Barber on Instagram. He does, I think, Marlon's hair. I think I remember that at one point saying that, but. Look, I went down there. I need a haircut. I have job interviews tomorrow as I'm recording this. And I went down there and got a haircut. Dude was awesome. It's honestly one of the best haircuts I've ever had in my life. So shout out to Raul. Um, yeah, if you need a haircut and you're a dude or a girl, I guess. But I don't I don't know how that... You know what I mean? I It's kind of, a, I think, a male barber. But hey, if you're a female and you want to go, that's also fine. But Raul uh, Chavez... Dude did amazing. This is the best my hair has looked in a long, long time. So shout out to that dude. <laughs> I, they always say no free, no free ads or no free whatever. But I'm totally all about free sponsorships. I mean, if it's local and I want to shout it out, I'm gonna shout it out. So get your haircut there, I guess. And uh, hey, good people, I love your coffee um, stout. Your coffee oatmeal stout. So if you guys want to just like send me a six pack, and then I mean I will shout you guys out for the rest of this postseason and pass that because God, so good. <laughs> um, but look, let's talk about this Pittsburgh match. There's a lot here. And speaking of, well, before we get into the Pittsburgh match, I do, do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do want to shout out the patrons who are the sponsors of this show. Um. Thank you to all my patrons. I want to thank Ben, Scott, Dylan, Matt, E, Harry, Sandy, Clay, Paul, Trent, uh, Ray, Dury, Simon, Matt, A, <laughs> Zach. Thank you for help sponsoring the show. I'm all over the place today. Um, if you can't tell, that 26-page paper really scatterbrained me, guys. Um, I've been thinking about so much about teaching lately that everything else has just been kind of back burner. So... I'm kind of figuring it out right now. It feels like I haven't recorded a podcast in forever. Um, probably because it's been a week since Legion have clinched the playoff spot. So, I I don't know. Uh, to me, it, it's just like, I am, I am just in a massive amount of struggle bus. But look, this Pittsburgh team is good. They're a really, really, really good squad. Obviously, they made the playoffs. They pushed Legion to the brink. They also dominated us the first time we played. But I think it's safe to throw out there that this is a much different Legion team, especially if they come out and play the way that they did against Indy and the way that they did against Pittsburgh earlier. And sure, Bob Willie can make adjustments, but until he's willing to start his uh, best lineup, I don't know how good it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's definitely a situation that I think Legion have the better play not the better players but the better system to win and yes I'm going to say sacrilege I think the better coach Robert Lilly Bob Lilly is a legend of the game around here but he over tinkers and he's been kind of found out I think people kind of know how to 
coach against him now. And I I don't know. To me, it just feels like this is a match that Legion should be winning. If you talk to my good friend John Morrissey over at uh, USL Tactics, he said that, I mean, this is one of the teams that he feels like do not really have a chance to to win it all. We talked about it on the USL show last night. They are one of the true pretenders of this postseason. And in a way that scares me because Legions show out against the contenders and we tend to bottle it against the pretenders. Um, this is a team that can do it. We saw them against um, against Pittsburgh. Or not Pittsburgh. Against, uh, who did they just play? Oakland. When they played Oakland, they went down 1-0 early and then they dominated the midfield. That's what they kind of do. They dominate midfield sometimes. But Oakland also had one of the worst midfield performances I have ever, ever seen. Here's the thing with Pittsburgh. They're going to play their game. They always kind of play their game for better or for worse until Robert Lilly overthinks it. It's, you know, kind of this back three, back five thing. This is what they did against Oakland anyway. They went to like a back five. It was like a 5-4-1. And it sort of played like that. It was a back three that could have been a back four. The attacking options were going forward. But Oakland was just discombobulated, frankly. They looked awful when they were playing. So I can't really take a lot from this Oakland match. And I wouldn't say it's Pittsburgh causing them to play bad. I think this was just Oakland being bad. Um, To me, I think this is a team that is vulnerable. This is a team that could absolutely take it that Legion could take it to, especially they start Sadiq again. I thought that was a weird move when they first did it, and credit to Tommy Stone, and I've said this a lot. I will give Tommy Stone the credit where he deserves it because he's deserved it a lot, but just like everybody, he deserved criticism along the along the way. As long as Tommy Stone doesn't overthink it and comes out and plays the same way that he did before. He plays this high-pressing system, this 4-2-4 kind of thing, where we have guys like uh, Johnny Dean becoming wingers, and we have Enzo, not Enzo, Anderson playing deep. He's a part of that defensive midfield system. That's great, but if we see Ando go out wide, it can be a long night. And I just hope that Tommy does not overthink this one because this is one that Legion can and should win. You look at the talent that's on the pitch for Pittsburgh, and you would think that this is a much harder game than maybe it is. But with what we've seen out of Pittsburgh, granted, they may switch it up. They may switch it up on us. But I just don't think they will. Uh, Keandro Forbes, who I mentioned er earlier, um, he has been incredible. Ten assists this year. Dude's a, a freak show. I love watching him play. Russell Cicerone, who I have gushed about relentlessly. I love watching him. And then Robbie Mertz, who has been one of the more underrated players, at least in my eyes, um, for this Pittsburgh Riverhounds team. You know, they're going to do their thing. Um, Dixon, their number seven is probably going to be an all-USL player. 
it's not going to be an easy game, but it's a game that they should win. Legion, anyway. It, there's so much talent on the pitch for Pittsburgh, but they haven't utilized it this year. I just don't know how Pittsburgh... If Legion play their game and Pittsburgh plays their game and there are no switch-ups from what we've seen all year long, it's advantage Legion all day long. Um, we've seen how to beat them. We've beat them, what I want to say, 3-1. And I know what I said because Juan Agudelo was on sides. Um, on side, not sides. I was yelled at that before. <laughs> um, I just think that this is a team that Legion should be beating. Um, they need to be beating them every single time now. And you know what? Here's the one thing I will say, though. I've said it all year long, all year long. It is home playoffs or failure. Even if Legion were to win this match, I will be bummed out. But this season was a success. It was. We were screwed over for a home playoff game, and the boys earned it. Tommy Stone, Kano Smith, uh, Eric, they, uh, they all earned it. They earned it. Um, and it's hard for me to say that this season was a failure. There were low moments. There were so many low moments, but those moments of riding on those highs. I mean, it's hard for me to remember a single sporting event where I have been moved close to tears before, and that was the Memphis game. And it wasn't just because it was Memphis and we finally beat Memphis, uh, the 1-0 match where Ando scored. No, that it was just the way that it happened, the way that they battled, the way that they fought, and they got the game-winning goal. That celebration, there was something about it. And this team has made me fall in love. They're a great team. And this team has earned themselves a home playoff game. And to me, this is a successful season. If we lose in the first round, I'll be bummed out. I'll be sad and I'll hate it because it looks like we're going to have a good crowd on Sunday night. And it would suck for them to see a loss. But also, as a season, this team has fought and battled. I just... I, I do think this is a match that they should be winning. And I will be bummed out if we lose, obviously. Um, for me personally, this is a situation where it might be my last Legion game I get to watch in a while for all of us. Just because I might be moving. And that hurts me to say because I don't want to go anywhere else besides Birmingham. I don't. And if you're a future employ employer who is listening to this and you are outside the Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Jasper, Alabama area, um, that doesn't mean I don't want to take the job. Um, hi. Uh, I would love to take your job because, A, I love teaching. B, money is nice. <laughs> but I love this team, man. And I love what I'm building here at Hammering Down. And even though I'm covering Alabama soccer, which I have something to... Uh, I'm working on something with Alabama soccer later. Um, even though I love FC Birmingham, I love UAB, I love Sanford, I love Miles, I love everything that's happening around here soccer-wise. Legion is my team. I love them. I really do. Um they should be winning this game. If we go to a high-pressing system and 
if we go with Bruno in the starting lineup and Enzo out wide where and we put Prosper on the bench and Marlon starts, I'm fine with that. If Bruno is on the bench, Enzo is out wide and it's Prosper and Marlon out wide, I'm also happy with that. I think you will see me outwardly panicking if we see Anderson starting as the winger because it worked against Memphis 9-1. It was a wonderful tactical decision by Coach Stone to put Anderson out wide as the winger against Memphis 9-1. And if we play them again, I would expect them to do it again because I thought it was a brilliant idea. I thought that was a brilliant tactical decision by Coach Stone. But not against anybody else. Um, Just in general, I am really looking forward to this match. Duh. Um, I am super excited. I will be arriving a little bit late. I should be there for the start of the match, but I don't know. Uh, Just because I have a wedding I have to go to. (laughs) So hopefully I will be there by the start of the match. I will be there, though. 100%. Now, let's talk about what I think is going to happen in the playoffs. Uh, The playoffs are amongst us, clearly. And I'm going to do my full uh, predictions. Uh, This is Championship and uh, League One. So, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, For me, let's start off with... I'm just going to go down the bracket... And I will go Eastern Conference, quarterfinals, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and then League One last. And then I will talk about a little bit of my preseason predictions. Um, So first up, we have 901 versus Detroit City. Um, Long story short, I think Detroit City wins here. I really do. There's something that travels everywhere you go, and that's defense. And Detroit City has one of the best defenses in the USL. Um, Memphis is leaky in the back line. And uh, Opino is going to score his goal. That's what he does. He is a clutch scorer. Anton Opino scores goals. It will probably happen in the 82nd minute, as it always does. Detroit City and Nate Steinwasher um, will have a heck of a game. I mean, Memphis might get their goal, maybe. But this is definitely a team in Detroit City that can push a team to the brink. Um, their defense can shut down just about any offense. I fully believe in that. I think that defense travels, and so do Northern Guard. And the away fans will have a say in this match, and I do think that Detroit City pulls off a major upset, taking down the two-seed and 901 FC. Moving forward, we have uh, the Miami FC taking on Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just a much better team. Uh, For me, Miami is a team that confuses me. They have a decent uh, defense, like uh, I would say a good defense, but their offense is spotty. And here's why I don't believe in the Miami FC. It's because their offense isn't good enough to carry their defense, and their defense isn't good enough to carry their offense. And neither one of them are good enough to be considered a great team. They're overall good, nothing is great. And when you come down to these playoffs, you need something to be great. Their keeper is good. They have a really good keeper in Sparrow. Um, But is a keeper performance going to be enough? I don't think so. 
you need to have a little bit of a backline performance as well. Their defense is good, but unfortunately for them, so is Tampa Bay's. If Tampa Bay had a leaky defense, much like I think with Memphis and Detroit City, then I would say that uh, the Miami would win. But <sighs> Tampa Bay just has a good defense as well. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. Um, going on after that is Legion versus um, Pittsburgh. I just talked about it at you know for like 10 minutes. Way to go, me. I think Legion win. Moving on, this would so after every single match there is a reseed. So I said I was going to do Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I changed my mind. I'm going to go full Eastern Conference first. Loose City versus Detroit City, and I said this in my article. The one thing that travels is defense, but what about when the defense doesn't have to travel? Um, that's Louisville City. Louisville City has a great defense, a wonderful goalkeeper in the back, a strong midfield, and an offense that can score with the best of them. Plus, it's going to be at a more than likely a sold-out Lynn Family Stadium. Detroit City is a good team, and they're going to be pesky, and they're going to be annoying. Um, I think that Louisville City is just the better squad at home. Louisville City is going to get passed. After that is Rowdies, uh, Legion at Rowdies. Um, maybe tipping my hand a little bit. And maybe I change my mind after this upcoming week, which I probably will. And I'll have more in-depth thoughts. But I just don't... Legion of Rowdy and Rowdies have been completely inseparable. It has been two 1-1 games. The defenses have been strong. The midfields have worked well against each other. The offensives... Offensive attacks have been minimal. Um, it's hard for me to see Legion losing three playoff games and now laying in a row. It just is. I'm taking Legion. I'm also a homer. So if you're uh, someone who's not a Legion fan, take that with what you will. That would mean that Louisville City will be taking on Legion in the finals. And I want to back the boys. Legion have played Louisville very well this year. They have been one of the teams that have faced off the best against Louisville City, to be honest. Um, they're one of the few teams that I think match up well against Louisville City. But, again, like I said, a sold-out Alang Stadium. I mean, it's going to be rocking. Um, Legion having to play away for two games in a row, I think, is a lot. Um, the away fans will go because the away fans love... The Legion away fans love Louisville. Um... I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great match. I think Louisville will go on to the USL Finals. Now going over to the Western Conference. It is San Diego Loyal versus Oakland Roots. And despite having one of the worst midfield performances I've ever seen, Oakland is a bit of a boogeyman against San Diego. San Diego is the way that they're built and the way that um, Oakland is built with how wide Oakland wants to play and how narrow uh San Diego want to play at times. Oakland is built to beat the San Diego team, and they've been a bit of a boogeyman for them. So to me, I think that this is an Oakland team that's going to scrape out a win in San Diego. I think that uh, Oakland has some magic to them in the playoffs, as they always do. And I also think that San Diego, their system just doesn't work well against Oakland. So I'm taking Oakland. Uh, moving on, we have Colorado Springs versus Rio Grande Valley in Colorado Springs has to be one of the least scary teams right now. They're an offense that is all bark and no bite after being one of the most 
ruthless attacks in all of the USL. Going against an RGV team who is one of the hottest teams in the USL, if not the hottest, their 4-2-4 attack is awesome to watch um, in Rio Grande Valley. And Colorado Springs just doesn't look right. And this is even before they sold Aji Berry. They were looking weird with him there too. They got their alleged $1 million uh, from Egypt. Uh, a really good investment, if you ask me. It was a great transfer, but I do think that not having him is going to hurt against RGV, especially if you decide to watch this match. Uh, Rio Grande Valley loves to partake in the dark arts of fouling and just playing just tactical and untechnical fouls. Um, they, they are an interesting watch, though. I think that RGV comes out on top. That's two upsets so far. But the upset stop there is New Mexico go to Sacramento Republic, where I think New Mexico... I know John at USL Tactics believes in New Mexico. I just don't. They've had a couple of good wins and a couple of good performances, but I just don't believe in them. Uh, Los Dos, a three-goal performance against Los Dos. Eh. A three-goal goal performance against San Diego, who has a very leaky back line. Eh. And then a 2-0 win over uh, Colorado Springs, who I said is one of the coldest teams, not just the temperature, uh, coming into this postseason. Eh. I, I don't know what to do with it. I don't believe in New Mexico. I love their fan base. I love the players there. Shout out to Nico Brett and Fort Parker, I guess. Um, but I just think that this is going to be Sacramento Republic team that wins because they're playing at home and they're indomitable at home, except for Legion. No big deal. Uh, moving on, San Antonio, who joins the ranks, who I have said it before, and I'm going to say it again. The To me, in my eyes, the supporter show, the regular season champion, is the USL champion. I do not subscribe to the cup winner as the actual winner. I think that's complete BS, personally. Um, whoever wins it in the regular season is the champion, but who am I? Uh, I'm just some white idiot with a microphone, which sums up most podcasts that you listen to, I'm willing to bet. Uh, but they're taking on the Oakland Roots, and yeah, the the dream season's over. Sac, uh, San Antonio take down the Oakland Roots. San Antonio is just so much better. Next up, it's going to be uh, Sacramento versus RGV, and this one you might see an upset. You very well might. Like I mentioned, I mentioned the dark arts of RGV, and RGV is a very interesting team to watch, especially against uh, Sacramento. Sacramento goes this uh, three of the back system, but RGV goes very, very wide, and I have a feeling that they might be able to outwit and frustrate this Sacramento team, especially uh, Rodrigo Lopez, who everybody knows from this Open Cup run, who has been a USL legend, but is prone to get frustrated. Now, this RGV team will frustrate him because they are going to do everything to frustrate him. If you can see Roro Lopez get off his game, maybe RGV has a chance to go on and face San Antonio in the finals of the Western Conference Finals. But I just don't see it happening. Sacramento move on. Now we have Sacramento taking on San Antonio in San Antonio. Here's a fun fact. Not since 2016 when uh, Junior Flemings and 
uh, who else is it? Aaron Long and a couple of other guys who are now playing overseas in Europe in top flight. Um, were playing for the Baby Bulls. And I think Anderson Asiadu was even in the Rebel Academy at that point. Weird. Um, a supporter shield, a regular season winner, has not won the USL Cup. Not since 2016. And before that, I don't know if it, how, when's the last time it's happened. I'm playing history here. I am. Um, again, I think San Antonio is the best team in the league. I do. But this is a Sacramento team who is battle-tested in one-off games. They know how to win single elimination games. Uh, per uh, history, San Antonio chokes. They do. Um I think that this is going to be a Sacramento win. Um, if you told me that San Antonio were to win, I would not be shocked at all, and I would happily take that because, again, San Antonio is the best team in the league, in my opinion, but everybody has a game where they take one off or they're just not at their best, and Sacramento knows how to win these games. To me, I think it comes down to that. Finally, we are at the USL Finals, and it is... Uh, Louisville City versus Sacramento and to me I think this one's easy Um, even though we have seen these teams play this year it was four days prior to Sacramento playing in the Open Cup final so take that what you will but I think this is a fairly straightforward Louisville City win their defense is wonderful Um, their midfield can boss anybody around and I think that the way that they play, the way that they attack, they had the flexibility to go narrow. They had the flexibility to go wide. I don't think Sacramento has enough flexibility to change it up as often as Louisville City does, playing at what will be a sold-out Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, to me, this is a straightforward Louisville City win. Um... Moving on, we're going to go League One real fast. I'm just going to, uh, if you want to hear my full thoughts on it, go check out the USL show. I think Tormenta beat uh, Chat uh, no Charlotte because obviously um, Tormenta is a brilliant team with a wonderful defense, and uh, uh, Sterling is awesome. Uh, Charlotte sucks. <laughs> that was mean. That was mean. Um, we got Red Wolves and Omaha. Red Wolves is a team that has massively underperformed if you look at their offense versus Omaha, who confused me. I don't think that they're actually contenders this year, but I do think that they're going to win in Chattanooga. Also, I just want Chattanooga to uh, lose because if you look at what's going on with their player and coach situation, they deserve it. Um, after that, we have the Supporter Shield winner, Richmond, who has... Out on the left back, Stephen Payne, who is from Birmingham, starting for them. Um, so we kind of want them to win, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> taking on Omaha, Richmond at home has been almost unbeatable. I think that Richmond at home is just so good. They have one of the they have the best goal scorer and one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in League One. Um, yeah, I think that Richmond wins this one easy. Uh, Triumph versus Tormenta, I think... I mean, obviously, Tormenta have had Rich, uh, Greenville's number all year long, which, hey, if Greenville County wants to hire me when I do this interview tomorrow, that'd be awesome. Um, so if you're listening to this, Greenville County, hi. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, what are the chances you think they're actually listening to this? Because I feel like it's pretty small, but, hey, you know, if they want to listen, they want to listen. Shout out. Um, 
Tormenta came back from four nothing, and then five to two to draw a match against Greenville five to five in a in a ten goal thriller. It was one of the best matches I've ever watched. Um, and then they dominated Greenville away. Um, this is a team that is not afraid of Greenville. I think most Greenville fans would probably say that same thing, that they think that Tormenta might win this match. I think if it was Omaha, I think if they're taking on Omaha, then I think you would see a... Or uh, if they're taking on Omaha or Chattanooga, I think a lot of... Um, Who are they called? I think a lot of Greenville fans would say that they would get the win, but I just don't. I just don't think they get past Tormenta, and that'd be Tormenta versus Richmond, which would be two exciting players, exciting defenses to watch. Um, two of the best defenses, like I said, um, facing off against each other. A Tormenta who has been brilliant away, and Richmond who has been brilliant at home. Two a real heavyweight clash, but I think Richmond gets it done. They go who I said preseason Richmond was the best team in League One, and so far they have proved me right. Um, so I think that Lou City and Richmond will be your USL champions. Uh, now, how did my preseason predictions do? Preseason, here's how I thought the final table would end up. I thought, and this is my Eastern Conference. I did not go to the Western Conference. Maybe next year I go to Western Conference as well, but I don't feel as comfortable with that. Um, Louisville City, I have finishing first, then Tampa Bay, then Pittsburgh, then Legion. Um, I had Louisville on 70 points, Tampa Bay on 68, Pittsburgh on 63, Legion on 62, the Miami on 61. I had Charleston Battery in sixth, and Memphis 901 in seventh. Um, I had Detroit City finishing in eighth, just missing on the playoffs, Indy 11 and ninth. Um, I had FC Tulsa, Hartford, Atlanta, Rebels, Loudoun. Here's how it actually ended up. Louisville City in first. Memphis 901, who I think everybody would have taken by surprise. I like the League One signings that Memphis 901 made. I really like the signings from League One. I just didn't know how well they would translate. As it turns out, really freaking well. Um, so I'll take my L on that one. Then Tampa Bay, then Legion, then Pittsburgh, then the Miami, then Detroit City, then uh, Tulsa, then Indy, Hartford, Loudoun, Charleston, Atlanta, New York Rebels too. Um, I didn't think that Charleston was going to be as bad as they were, obviously. Um, I knew that there was going to be a massive gap between 7 and 8. I thought that Detroit City would be the one on the outside looking in, but I thought there was a world that Detroit City could make it. I said that in the article. Um, and they did. Um, they kind of they didn't squeak in because they were safely in, but they definitely stumbled a bit into this playoffs after getting really hot and then cold. It was just weird. Um, I said that it was going to be a dogfight uh, with uh, for this final home playoff game. Uh, I said preseason that the difference between fir- or fourth and um, six would be two points, and lo and behold, the difference between. Uh, fourth and sixth was two points. I knew that this was going to be a dogfight. I thought that Legion were going to be able to pull it out, and they did. Uh, Lou City over overperformed my expectations. They, I thought they would have 70 points. They finished with 72. They finished a lot farther in front of the pack than I thought they would. Um, obviously, like I said, um, Memphis overperformed what I thought they would. Tampa Bay 
they about did what I thought they would. I thought Tampa Bay would finish on 68. They finished on 67. That's about what I thought they would be. Um, I thought Legion would be finishing on 60. Where, where is it? 62 points. They finished on uh, 58. They had a couple more losses than I thought they would this season. A lot of the losses, that doesn't make sense. Um, we can talk about that forever. Um, but look, if you want to have some more thoughts, go ahead and read the article. Um, frankly, um, I really want to go into good people and get a brewski because today has been a long day and I deserve it after finishing that 26 page paper. Um, listen, I can't thank you guys for supporting me enough. Thank you for the long wait on the podcast and not being too upset with me. Um, I can't wait to see everybody there. Go ahead, buy your tickets for the match today. Um, like I said, I have heard that if you, if we can sell 400 tickets to the supporters section, there will be free beer available via a keg. So, be there. Um, share with your friends. Buy tickets. Give away tickets. I don't care. Tickets are $10. Um, buy one extra and then just give it away to somebody. If they show up, they show up. If they don't, they don't. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope this is not the last pre-match preview slash hammering down episode of the Legion season. But if it is, it is. I have more stuff planned. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, guys. Keep hammering on.